the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. So glad you could join me on this free-for-all Friday. And, of course, on free-for-all Friday, it's kind of a free-for-all where we ask and answer the questions that you care the most about. We talk about the past. We talk about prophecy. Um, I know that more and more people are asking me questions. I did a uh, podcast with Jenna Ellis, who was the former attorney to to uh, former President Trump, about signs, about living in the end times. And, of course, before we went to the break, we were talking about angels and the possibility that there are angels among us. And, of course, that very, very well-known passage of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2 which says, Do, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. The implication being, well, it's a, a reference to Genesis chapter 18. Now, obviously, I don't think it's basically saying show hospitality because you run the risk of offending an angel, but he's giving a sort of a biblical reason why it's a good idea. But again, it seems to me that the writer of Hebrews is also intimating that angels, in fact, might be among us. Now, there are dozens of scriptural examples of angelic encounters. Again, if you want to give me yours, 303-873-1935, that's the number if you want to briefly share if you think you've had an an angel encounter. Um, But there are some basics that we know from the Bible. Angels can instruct people, according to Genesis chapter 16, verse 9, help people in Daniel chapter 6, verse 22, deliver messages to people, um, like it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, appear in visions and dreams like in Daniel chapter 10, verse 13. So in in that sense, it, does that mean that an angel can invade your dreams? And again, this is all very, very interesting. You know, there are some 273 times that angels are mentioned in 34 biblical books. We learn from Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, and Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6, that angels are created by God. They report directly to God, according to Job chapter 1, verse 6, and Job chapter 2, verse 1. And of course, in Job chapter 38, verse 1, it, it seems to intimate that the angelic beings were already present at the creation of the world. And so, we know that God created the angels and that he uses angelic beings as a part of his plan. And 
it would it would appear that even though angels submit and serve the Lord, that they have some sense of individuality. And some have names, at least according to the Bible, like Gabriel and Michael, and they seem to have different responsibilities within the angelic hierarchy. 303-873-1935. Mary, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gino. Um, I was calling because, well, I listen to you every every day. And you have an angel story, huh? I do. I, I, I always felt like this was, and it was just so strange that you are talking about this, and it was like, no, I'm not going to call. But Well, thank you I, for calling. I have very rarely, I've only told a few people because I thought nobody would ever believe me and think I was crazy. But what had happened was I was in a, a serious car accident. Wow. And um, I had a little 95 Mazda 626 and a drunk driver in a pickup truck hit me. Wow. And in the middle, my daughter was in the back seat in her seatbelt, and the impact was so hard that she slammed at the back of my seat. But what happened was when he hit me, the car, you know, I used to tell people, like, it was like a wind-up. You remember when we were kids and you would pull that car back and then it would just take off? Sure. You know, you didn't have any control. That's what, you know, it just took off, and I had no control and of the car at whatsoever. It was not stopping. I swear to God, I was standing on the brake, standing on the brake. And then I, I this, this actually, you know, I where it actually happened. I I knew I was getting ready to go. There was a ravine in front of me. Wow. And I was I I knew I was going to go down this hill. <laughs> and there was all of a sudden something I and it was strange that you said that angels are like male cuz it was like it definitely felt like a man, mm-hmm. you know, a, a male figure, but, you know, something sat down in the seat with me, and I tell people it was just, you know how warm a blanket feels when you take it straight out of the dryer? Sure. And you wrap yourself in it. I, it felt like I was being wrapped in a warm blanket, and it was like, it pressed me back into the back of the seat. And um, it was like, calm down, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I'm, all I see is this, this big ravine coming in front of me, and it's somehow that car, no, no control or whatever, I hit a light pole, wow. a stoplight pole. Now, Before going into the ravine, the, or you didn't go into the ravine? Yes, just it was right there at the ravine. It if the light pole was there, I didn't even see that when the car was going, but that's what the car ended up hitting. And it was so bad. Of course, the airbags came out and everything. And all I knew is I was pinned to my seat. Wow. And when the ambulance and everything got there, I was so stuck in there. They couldn't. And my, I had shattered my, my right heel shattered it. The foot was shattered because I was standing on that brake so hard when I hit that pole. So they couldn't 
I couldn't push myself out. They had to end up sliding a board under me and pulling me out. Wow. I couldn't see any of this happening. You know, and I was telling everybody, my, my nephew said, Auntie, uh, were you tripping? I said, Roger, I was so freaked out about what was happening inside the car. I was not worried about what happened outside the car. I said, I was, you know, this was going on and I'm going, is this really happening? Cause you know, it was like somebody had just wrapped me in a warm blanket and wow. kept me safe. And how so old was your daughter? How old was your daughter when this daughter, happened? She was eight years old. And how did she, and what, what were, did she, suffer any injuries yes did she have severe injuries or minor injuries it was it's she suffers from uh seizures now oh wow because she hit the back of my seat so hard and they took her to children's and they took me to st joe's well speeded up a couple of weeks i i knew the car was was totaled so i went to the um, the um, yard where they had um, towed my car. So me and my daughter were together, and a friend of mine had taken us, and the people had said, the man who, who I said, I'm here about the 95 Mazda, I want to empty it out of my personal item. And so he says, um, he said, was... He looks at my daughter. He said, was she in the car? And I said, yes. He said, she cannot come in. Well, you hold on. So, you hold on. We're going to have okay. to hold you over. I, We want to hear the rest. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci inviting you to call 303-873-1935. We were talking with Mary about her angel story. And when we last left you, you've had this accident. You're at the the yard if you will the, where they towed the wreckage of your car to get some of your personal belongings right so my daughter was with me and she couldn't go to school because she had a fracture it had she had hit the back of my seat so hard it had fractured her her skull oh gosh and they said um they said the doctors said it, if it had just like there was not even they were like just a little more and it would have cracked that lining between the skull and the there's a lining in your skull that sure that holds fluid between and they were like just a fraction more and it would have wow it would have spilt her cranial fluid exactly wow she was home we were home for a couple of weeks i i was in a big bandage they couldn't even I've since had that, after that I had surgery. But when we get to the yard, the man who had told it, and I said, well, I'm here for the 95 Mazda. I need to get my stuff out of there. And he looked at me and he said, you were you were in that car? And I said, yeah, I was driving it. He goes, and he looked at my daughter who still has a big bruise on her face. And he goes, was she in that accident too? And I said, yes. He goes, she cannot come in. And I said, why not? He's like, she cannot come in. She she will need to go back to the car. And I'm, I'm thinking, this is really Odd. weird, you know. And so he, I'm on crutches, and I'm going out there, and he takes us out to the yard. He said, do you see your car? And I said, no, where is it? 
And then he pointed it out to me. And, you know, even to this day, when I think about it, I just get choked up because he said, I thought I was going to pull a dead body out of that car. Wow. He said, I've, I've done this for a lot of years. He said, I just knew I was going to pull a dead body out of that car. And the car, there was, there was no front of the car. It was gone. It was completely gone. Um, he said that, that Mazda, and I love Mazda for this, he said that car did exactly what it was designed to do, and when it got hit, it broke away. And that's uh, the, what had me pressed in the seat was my airbag, but there was no front of the car. Wow. And so, you know, I, like I said, it has, I have to wonder, and it just, I have wondered all these years, and that happened 19 years ago. It'll be 20 years this year in March, and I have just, so many times I have gone back to, did that really happen? Because I know something happened, but I, I've never been somebody guardian angels and all of you know it was it was not that i didn't believe i believed in angels but you know did i have a guardian angel i didn't believe it until that day well you know it seems I, to I me could, there was no other explanation, explanation because <laughs> it was just like i said something wrapped and it was like i just i lied to you not something wrapped me in a warm blanket and pushed me back in the seat and said, it's going to be okay, just, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Well, it sounds you know? to me, it sounds yeah. to me like God had some unfinished business, and Mary, I'll bet you all the people who love you are so grateful for this additional 20 years. Well, yeah, you know, I am so glad because after that I had it grandbabies and I'm a great grandmother <laughs> getting ready to be for the third time you know so congratulations <laughs> thank you you know I'm, I'm glad I'm here but it was just so many times I've just gone over that and I have no other explanation but I just did that really happen and I was like maybe nobody will believe it but I know <laughs> Somebody well, was in that car with me that night. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your story, and by all means, call me back. <laughs> this is Gino Geraci, 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Gino. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, I think uh, um, talking about angels, I think one of the more popular stories are that um, some people remember most may not is the uh, the story of the Loretto Chapel, the, the miraculous staircase, they call yes, it. Yes, in Santa Fe. Uh, in Santa. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it personally, and it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I've it, seen it as it well. Personally. Yeah, yeah. the story, How do you... you know, no, no, huh? Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been there. Yeah, I mean, just no, no glue or no, no nails. I mean, uh, the wood wasn't even native in the area. The person, you know, um, locked himself in into the church for I think two or three months and finished it and left with with no with no payment. And I mean, it was it's a pretty amazing story. Some people think that it was uh, Saint Joseph that went out there to to do the work. What are your thoughts? Well, I. 
doubt that it was St. Joseph because, again, I'm one of those people who don't believe that human beings become angels and angels become human beings. Now, it's, I, I do believe mm-hmm. it's possible that God could send a human being back. I mean, in the sense of we remember that when Jesus, before his passion, Moses and Elijah show up and they have an interesting conversation um yeah i don't have a i don't have a good explanation i as you can imagine smarter people than me have looked at that (laughs) staircase and said how in the world do we explain it and it's my understanding that there's no um nothing similar that it's unique yeah there's no central supports i mean it's it was built with no rails, and I think they eventually put a rail on there. Um, yeah, there's a yeah, they, yeah. They eventually put a rail on, and of course, mm-hmm. he, he, the public isn't allowed to climb up and down the stairs anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could stand right next to it; you can't touch it, but you could stand right next to it and really get a good eye on it. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've always been fascinated. I, I taught in Santa Fe for uh, a couple of years in, when I was in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And I've always been fascinated because Santa Fe, as you probably know, is the oldest Mm -hmm. European capital in North America. No kidding. uh, No, I'm not kidding. Mm. I mean, there were Mm. Hispanic people in Santa Fe before the pilgrims landed on Pilgrim Rock. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it is cool. But, yeah, I don't have have a good explanation, but um, thanks for, for... yeah. Pointing out Laredo thought, Chapel. Yeah, that was very interesting. Thanks, Gino. No, thank you. 303-873-1935. There are explanations that have been offered, um, but we'll come back to it. 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Cindy, do you have an angel story for us? I do. I... Um... I had a, something happen to me about probably about 14, 15 years ago. I, we had had um, a, a pretty significant problem in our family, and I was home by myself. I was sitting out in the backyard on our deck, and the doorbell rang, and um, I go to the door, and there was this man standing at the door, and he had a couple of briefcase, he had a briefcase in each hand, and he had a name tag that said ADT, and my kids had been wanting me to get that security system. Mm-hmm. And um, so I opened the door, and I, I was, you know, I had been crying, and he was like, you know, um, he's like, you know, I'm um, I'm Matthew, and he drops these bags, and he's uh, well, I, I had told him I wasn't really interested. And then he's like, I'm Matthew. And he drops these two briefcases. And he said, you know, um, I can tell something's really wrong. Can I pray with you? Hmm. And um, I was just really drawn to this guy. I've never done anything like that before where I would just start, you know, talking to a stranger like that. And he asked me what was happening. You know, he had prayed. And then he asked me what was going on. And I was explaining to him. And he's like... You know, I was leaving this neighborhood. Okay, you hold on. We have to go to a break. That means, again, we have another angel cliffhanger. We'll come back with Cindy. 
to finish. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. Getting lots of response, so glad to hear from you. Lynn, you were telling us your angel story, and I, you, you left us with a cliffhanger. Oh, excuse me, Cindy. Sorry. Cindy, okay. are you there? I am. Yeah, you left us with a cliffhanger. So, um, so he, you know, he says, I'm going to, pr- let's pray. It had me tell him what happened. You know, he's, this is the guy, he, uh, he's wearing an ADT uniform. He has a, an ADT name tag on. Or at least a name tag. And he, yeah. and so he, clearly there's something wrong. He offers to pray with you. Then what? So then, um, he asked me what had happened or he's like, you know, is, you know, is what's going on? You know, just briefly asked like what was going on. It wasn't very prying and mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, gave him the basics and he's like, you know, I know everything's going to be okay. And I'm going to pray, you know, for your family. And he said, you know, I was leaving this neighborhood and I was told to come back to this house. And, um, so he, you know, said a few more things than he left. Well, it was just the weirdest thing. So I immediately went back outside mm-hmm. and he was just gone. Wow. There was, there was, he, there was no way he would have had time to get even out of our yard. There was no van, no car. He wasn't there at all. He was just So gone. we're talking vanished. Yeah. And so I, um, you know, about 10 minutes later, my cousin had called me and I was telling her what had happened. And she said, um, do you know what Matthew means? And she's like, it means gift from God. She's like, I think that was an angel that God sent to you. <laughs> and I, I still, I've never been, it's still, it's just like, it's, it just still like sends chills down my back. Wow. That, um, you know, God thinks that much of us that when we need him, he reaches out to us and sends someone. Wow. And you remember it all these years later. Obviously, it's not something you forget. Oh, no. In perfect detail. I remember exactly what this man looked like. Yeah. In perfect detail. If I saw him again, I would know. That you, would was him. Re- you would recognize him. Yeah. See, you know what you should do if you get a chance? Get one of those sketch artists and say, let me describe him to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I actually could. I I could do that. But I, I you know, I've, I've run into other people. I've had similar experiences, and um, it is real. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Lynn, welcome to the program. Okay, Gino, before I tell you my angel story, may I ask you a quick question about an sure. offer? Sure. Richard Rohr. I yeah. have uh, a couple of friends who are really into his writings in the book. Yeah, uh, Fall, Richard uh, Rohr. Whatever. Yeah, Richard Rohr is a um, priest, and he's the head Correct. of a contemplative society in uh, Santa Fe, and he's what's called a panentheist. That means he doesn't really believe what the Bible says about historical biblical Christianity. He is also a person who has embraced and and subscribes to a thing called the Enneagram. 
So yeah, I yeah. am familiar with him, and I I do not recommend not, neither do I. I don't recommend him or his teaching because let me just be blunt, he's a heretic. Okay, thank you. Uh, they gave me a book one time, and they followed it, and I fall under the teachings of. Dave Love and Ed Taylor, and as soon as I started reading it, the Holy Spirit just said, no, 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 to a point I went through it in the garbage can, literally. Right. I wouldn't even resell it just or donate, just yeah. get rid of it. it. Thank you for confirming. It, no, no, you are welcome. Yeah, he... he thank he, you. That's, thank you. Yeah, he is not a person who uh, can be trusted. Thank you. My angel story. My okay. brother. Uh, my brother... Uh, was a deputy in Fresno County, California. 2009, he was responding to a call for domestic issues and was shot through the windshield Wow! into his right arm. It missed his vest. Praise God, he's alive. I'm going to start crying. Okay, I'm not going to keep it together for you, Gino. Okay. He goes behind like a barrier, and as other units are responding, and he's bleeding out. And two ladies are driving by, see something's going on, they are cleaning ladies. They stop with their cleaning rags and start putting pressure on his wound. His name is George. Mm-hmm. George says then, George looks up and he sees a weathered Hispanic man praying over him in Spanish. Hmm. Now, we have a Hispanic grandma who brought us all to the Lord, and um, but we don't speak Spanish. Our father wouldn't allow us to learn it. Don't even go there right now. Okay, that's another issue. <laughs> So, yeah, you can call George me back with that issue later. <laughs> That's another issue. So my my brother knew this man was praying over him in Spanish because our grandma used to do that all the time. We knew what it sounded like. And this man was praying over George and met eye contact with George. And George says, I felt that peace. Mm-hmm. I knew. And... Then as things continued on, first responders came, got him out of there, et cetera. Um, the ladies, they said, what are you talking about? There was no one there but me, but us. Interesting. And Interesting. it could have, I don't know who it was, but, but George was at peace and knew, okay, I know who's here. I know what power is praying over me right now. It's, wow. it's God. It's Jesus, it's the Lord, and uh, yeah, he ended up having to retire at a very young age as a deputy because he couldn't carry, you know, he couldn't pull his weapon on time and whatnot, but uh, yeah, getting he's in shot his own will, bit of Yeah, getting shot yeah. will have an effect on you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, but that's that's our angel, one of our many angel stories in our lives. Well, that's a great so, story. Um, I, I wanted to give you a... Um, a recommendation because of the, your Richard Rohr question. Um, oh, okay. My my friend, um, Dr. Doug Groteis, has written an article that's posted at equip.org. And so if you go, if you type in um, Richard Rohr and uh-huh. Douglas Groteis, and it's, it's G-R-O-O-T-H-U-I-S, he's, he's a frequent guest on my program. And um, and he's written an article called "A Heretic's Christ: A False Salvation." It's a it's a review of the Universal Christ by Richard Rohr. And uh, my friend um, Don Vino has written a book 
called Richard Rohr in the Enneagram, exposing it for the fraud that it is. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, just type in Richard Rohr, R-O-H-R, and uh, my friend Doug Grotice, and you should go to his okay. uh, review. And it's 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 really worth reading. Okay, just, I, again, the Holy Spirit, when I started reading it, I started getting... You know what that Holy Spirit feeling sure. feels like, Gino? It's called discern. <laughs> yeah, it's called discernment. And you yes. know what? Thank God for discernment. And uh, yes. I know you said, do, do you do you go to Dave Love's church now, or do you go to? Uh, no, actually, I I go more to Ed Taylor. My, but Dave just married my daughter and son-in-law in September. Well, that's great that's teachers. shocking. He's already married to, to his wife Mindy. No, I'm just no, teasing. no, not Mindy, not the kids. He married. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm just teasing. I'm um, anyway, teasing so, a little and bit. Then there's, well, Say, and there's a spinoff called "The Road Back to You: The Enneagram Journey, Self Discovery." Yeah, not re- not recommended. It is false okay. on so many levels. And Don Vino, it's V E I N O T, has written a book exposing okay. it. Don Vino, V E I N O T. Okay, very good. <laughs> I will look into that. Thank you so much for your time, Gino. Yes, and if you forget, just call me back. Will do. This is Gino Geraci. Thanks for joining me. 303-873-1935. I'm going to try to take all of the other people who have called in. This is Gino Geraci. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if we can get through our calls. So many of you are calling in with your angel story. Love, love to hear from you. 303-873-1935. Let's see. Who's, is it Alicia? Did you, did Alicia, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Gino. Hi. I'm I'm calling about the the angel dream. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not angel dream, but um, it wasn't a dream. I had taken my children to the bank with me one day, and when I came out of the bank, I got them settled in the car, and I was going around the car to get in the driver's seat, and I saw this man on the sidewalk that just appeared from nowhere. And I thought, how did that man get there that quick? Uh-huh. Even though it didn't frighten me, it could have, but it didn't. So I didn't know what he wanted, but then I thought, oh, he must be someone that wants money or whatever. So literally, I don't remember if he asked me for money or did he just hold his hand out or both. Hmm. I don't remember because it was a long time ago. But as I was thinking about it, I looked and I kept saying in my head, oh, they say they trick you, da 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 you know, and I'm looking at my children like I'm a single parent. I don't know if I should do this or not, but something was just saying, this one is different. I don't know what it is, but this one is different. Hmm. I went up to the man, and I gave him some money, and I turned back, and I said, God bless you, and I turned back to go to the car, looked for him, and he was nowhere to be found again. And I thought, that's, that's not good. Normal. Yeah, that's not normal. So what you're saying is, for all intents and purpose, it looks like he just sort of appeared and then vanished. And he did receive the money. And I went to the left around the corner where the bank door, the front door of the bank is. I said, you, you can't get away that quick. So I know. I said, that had to be an angel. 
But I didn't think of it then. I just thought of it as I, I was driving. Like, there's no way that person could have gotten to the left, to the right, that fast and vanished. And he smiled and, and he left. And I thought, wow, wow, that was my story. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing it. <laughs> You're so welcome. I just wondered what that might have thought. I mean, what you thought about that, because well, he actually did accept the money. Well, you know, again... <laughs> there's hospi- well, is, so no no there's hospitality and every once in a while there is that situation where you there's there's this nagging voice if you want to use that term that mm-hmm. says is this an angel is this a test in, in other words it isn't just about that person it's about right. you and the lord and the lord speaking to you going this is actually a test and you're going oh this isn't just a beggar who wants to have some money so I can buy beer or booze or drugs or whatever. Like you said, there was something inside of you that says there's something different about this person. Yes, it was. And I thought, wow. He was a strong-looking man, too. And I kept saying, and he dressed like a... He was dressed like a... I I want to say like an Englishman in, in like, I think of uh, Willy Wonka with those tilted London hats. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) I was like, wow, he's heavily clad with ragged clothes. But so so he's not your typical it. person in Colorado Springs with his hand there out? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It, it, I, I distinctly remember England. How interesting. Very well, interesting, yes. Th- thank you for your call. <laughs> You're welcome, Gino. Have a good day. Thanks, Alicia. 303-873-1935. Lynette, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Gino. I'm going to give you my quick angel story. I have a quick question for you. Okay. I was going to school one morning. I stopped at a gas station. It was a busy gas station. I saw a guy. He was looking for charity. He was Spanish. He had very few teeth in his head. He was very dirty. And all I had was a little bit of money, but I had food in my car. I didn't think about it until after I gave him the money, he offered his shirt to me. Wow. I signaled because he didn't speak English. I signaled that I didn't need any kind of clothes. So as I'm putting gas in my car, I say to myself, hey, you got food. You gave him some food. I go to get the food out. When I go to get the food out, I turn around to give it to him. He's gone. I mean, vanished again. Like, And like, then I said to him, like that last story. Yeah. Um, and I looked all over for him because I had food for him. So I said, um, you know what? I, this was God saying, what would you do for me? And, and it was so a test. And I said to God, I didn't act quick enough, and I failed. And I get the impression he's like, well, you didn't fail, but you could have just thought a little bit slower. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I didn't have enough stuff to think to give it to him, or I would have handed it to him. So that was my story, and I'm sure it was him checking me out and saying, "What would I? What would you do for me?" Because I said, "Was that you, Jesus?" And and then I went, "Well, no, probably wasn't you, but it was somebody <laughs> that you sent." So, um, quick question, Gino. I love the Chosen. I've been watching it, and then somebody says, "Oh, he's a Mormon." Dallas Jenkins, and then I watch a thing no, about John that's Carter. not true. Yeah, that's Dallas right? Jenkins right? is not. He's the son of Jerry Jenkins, mm-hmm. and Jerry Jenkins right, is right. not a Mormon by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, so then I saw John MacArthur, somebody put together something on YouTube with um, John MacArthur saying, if it's not the same Jesus, then, you know, I always heard, if you don't get Jesus right, then you don't have it right. And so Dallas said, I'll stand, or I think he said stand or something on the fact that we're all, it's the same Jesus as 
you know, I'm discovering yeah. so much more about yeah. Mormonism. Let, let me give you a, my quick answer, and you should call me back on this because I've got another caller and I want to get to it. Okay, okay. Number one, Dallas Jenkins is not a Mormon. Number two, there seems to be evidence that he is working with Mormons, members of the Church mm-hmm, of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ of Latter-day Saints, to create the Chosen. So the, the big question, of course, becomes, is the representation of the Jesus that's that's talked about in this Chosen series, is it the New Testament Jesus, or is there anything in the story that would lead us to believe that it's some sort of Mormon Jesus. Now, obviously, my quick answer is going to be the Mormons believe that Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer. Mormons are polytheists. They, they don't, they believe that, that as Adam once was, or like as that human, they, it's called exalted humanity, that human beings can sort of evolve into this godlike figure and have their own planet. So you should call me back. We can contrast and compare okay. it. I need to do a little bit of research to ask and answer the question, what is exactly their um, relationship to Dallas Jenkins and what what influence do they have in his representation? which, uh, again, I haven't seen the series, so I, I don't have the ability to comment, but I did have Jerry Jenkins' dad on the program, He's and I've known him for years and years. So that's okay, my quick answer. Great. Those but you, are lots of, good, lots of good things. Thank yeah. you. you I, I got it. Thanks. Okay. okay, bye-bye. Bye. Let's see. Um, did you say, um, Jim, is it Matthew? Kevin. Matt, All right, yeah, Kevin, quick. You've got yeah, like 60 no seconds. Go. Yep, Gino, um, a long time ago, there was a prayer tower in Manchester, Connecticut, where we took hours. I took from 1 to 2 a.m. My car broke down. It was zero degrees. Um, I I put my finger out, my thumb out to get a ride. Mm -hmm. Some guy put on his brakes. He he must have been going 45 miles an hour on on the street. Anyway, I jumped in his car. He was Native American. He had jet black hair down to his waist, Mm -hmm. and it was really a, a, a kind of a... Big nose, like not big in a derogatory way. But anyway, so he asked me where I was going, and then he put on his brake. He went like 50 feet, 100 feet. He kept braking, braking. I realized he did not want to stop to pick me up. He mm. wanted the guy in back of him to hit, hit him. Oh, I wow. knew I was in trouble. So I, he, he said, where are you going? I go, turn right here. He brought me to my house. He went to grab a gun or a knife in his back pocket. He circled in the air, went to, he goes, and I mean, he, he was angry with me. And he looked up. When a person looks at a certain place, you will follow where he's looking. He looked up. I looked up with him, and he said, get out of my car now. I, I can't say time is of the essence. But anyway, Gino, this man saw my wife or somebody standing on the porch. He did not like me. He did not want to pick me up. I jumped in the car only because he stopped and put on his brakes. There was an angel. He saw something. (laughs) Well, as always, enjoy your weekend. I love the angel stories. We're going to have to do this again. And again, Jim, thanks so much. Make sure you go to church. It's Gino Geraci. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.